howdy, hey. Welcome to the Texans Take. All right, we're back. We'll be uh, perfectly honest. We were talking for like, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes or something. At least. Yeah. We do this. And Rick was showing me some of the stuff that he's making, and I was just like, dude, that's, that's really cool. And he's, you know, he's been studying up on all this, and he knew a lot about it to begin with. And he knows it looks good and stuff like that. But he's talking about leather because he's making me a cool holster for my uh, my my boom hand cannon, my boom boom. <laughs> yeah, my hand cannon. My I, I don't know. I was gonna say my pew pew just because that's kind of what I call you know pew pews. But this is like a this is like a bang bang, not a pew pew. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pew pew. <laughs> I mean, if it's bigger than a three fifty seven. Well, I guess actually the 357 is bigger than this 357 one. 357 is big. That's... 357 is bigger than this one, but not by much. And the thing is, is that the gun that I have, the Walker Colt, it was the most powerful handgun until the design and the advent and the coming of the 357 yeah. in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, seven was like opening a can of whooping. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was open a can of whooping and you know, like uh, not even using a spoon, just like dumping it on. It was very desirable to have because it was oddly enough, very accurate for yeah. the size round that it had, which gave it kind of an edge on a lot of the other larger rounds at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the three six. I I want one. I've wanted one for many sure. years. Sure, who doesn't want a three fifty seven? I was this close to buying one at one time, and I can't remember what the 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 reason. I I think I do believe uh, the reason that I did not buy it may have had something to do with. Um, well, I I don't know that it was so much finances or being able to store it properly. I think that because I think I was living at Nebo at the time, mm-hmm. and I think I did not want it stolen, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the place to properly like Care hold it, it. and yeah. so then when Lila would come over, I would have to worry about that. There's and a so, lot of things because I, I just with my pistol, like with the with the XDS, which I've had for years, and and the 1911 before that, having one gun was very easy to work with because I can just because yeah. most of them were at your dad's office for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and I, I would just have the pistol with me, which I could lock in my car Yeah, and yeah. it was fine. Everything is good. Um, uh, but having one in the house and the kids, it just, it wasn't feasible. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I really, really want, but I really wouldn't want to have necessarily just because I don't have a way to care for them, to keep them, yeah. to store them, you know, upkeep and stuff like that. It's kind of like, I, I want to, you know, I want a $2 million house. I really do. But. I don't want to have to pay for it. I don't want to have to clean it. I don't want to have to clean it. I don't want the upkeep, you know. If somebody was like, you know, boom, what do you want? Like, oh, I want a big house. Well, if you don't, if you don't ask for like if a genie just is like, boom, that's what you like. It's like, oh, I want a million dollar house. So like, boom, your house is a million dollars. It's worth a million dollars. I'll take a million. I'll take a million dollar property. But the thing is, is that like, you know, if you want to keep it, then you need to also ask for the, you know, the finances to maintain it and blah, 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 blah. And. Otherwise, you just have a million dollar house that you have to sell so that you can get a million dollars and then use it hopefully wisely because <laughs> uh, you didn't think about your uh, your gift that much. But anyway, talking about this hand cannon that I got, Briggs is making me one. 
Uh, not not the holster. gun, but a like, holster. A holster for it. He. That's a that's a different craft. Yeah, that I yeah. Don't have. But he's making me a holster for the 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 Walker Colt that I have. It is it is properly referred to as a rig. A rig. It's the whole thing. Okay. It's not just a holster. Boom. It's a rig. Yeah, it's the 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 holster, the belt, and holds the knife and all that jazz, and so it's the rig. And, uh, oh, I think it's going to be great. But then when I was talking about that, Brig just took some measurements on me. But he was showing me this belt that my dad gave him, the, like Brig, to make another one of. And then his brother's once, uh, was it an apron? It's an apron. Yeah. An apron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, it's going to be a pricey apron. I hope you have deep pockets, bro. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Yeah, I went down to this uh, this shop that I've, I've found that has, you know, relatively good prices on stuff. And uh, they they do this thing where they'll cut portions. I I don't know what I I assume they just sell a foot or a yard sure. or something and then roll with it. But after that, they can't sell it as a hide. Mm-hmm. And the chances of somebody wanting that, you know, for a price that's probably conducive to what it should sell for sure. is going to be hard. Yeah. And so they heavily discount them just to get them out of the way. And they deal with everything from PU leather, which is fake leather, is it stink leather, uh, fake leather. It's, it it's, stinks. Well, y- yeah, it can PU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them do smell like chemicals, but oh, yeah, well, uh, there you go. Uh, it's polyurethane leather. As well oh, as PU leather. well, no wonder it does stink. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's generally just it's fake, but yeah. um, it's not really bonded, but it is made out of a polyurethane, which is sure, interesting. Sure. But uh, they sell that stuff, and and not relatively pretty much every Friday, I go out there and see what they have and mm-hmm. see if there's anything that I can snag. Sure. And I had found a most of a hide there that was exactly the same color that Tristan was wanting. So I was like, okay, well, I have. I have this, um, which kind of shocked me. So I guess we'll be making that out of that mm-hmm. at, at a much lesser price. <laughs> I mean, because I think if I had done what he originally wanted, it would be like 250 260 for that apron. I'm yeah. Going, what are you thinking, like $18 a foot, square foot or something? Uh, I think it was 18 square feet is what I was totally going to use. Oh, 18 square feet. It was 18 okay. square feet of material. It may have been 15. I was I was just trying to do some quick math on what I had. Had, uh, oh, you're saying it's eleven dollars a square foot? 11, That's right. Yeah, it was eleven dollars a square foot. Um, yeah, it was not cheap leather. It's it's very good quality leather. So for like yeah. the the smoke kit that I was making, it's very good for that because it'll last a long time. It's cured. Yeah, and that that's the one thing about a lot of those top grain leathers that you know, like that. It's a veg tan. It's a raw. Yeah, um, yeah. As as none of y'all saw me point, but I'm pointing over to a rack He's in pointing. which I have. Uh, some of the veg tan leather, leather, you know, hanging for projects that I have up and coming, but um, that's just a full grain veg tan. So it's yeah. it's going to be the the meatier part of the leather, whereas your top grain is more of your you know skin tone leather. Now, what did you call it? Veg tan. Veg tan. It's been vegetable tanned. Oh, okay, okay. It's called a veg tan. Yeah. I so, was wondering though, like I heard you say veg tan, and I was thinking, well, that's obviously not what he said. But it sounded like veg tan. Yeah, it's, but it's what you said, actually. It is exactly what Dang. I said. It's okay, well, a cool. Veg tan. It's it's a vegetable tanned leather. Yeah, so that's how uh, carrots get all orange. It's, as they get <laughs> it's generally very tan. hardy, easy to tool. Um, you can case and work with it a lot easier. Like if you if you grab that Kate that um, yeah that knife case that I was making for uh, Shay. Um, 
just grab that part that I've molded. You'd say that's pretty. Not that, not that one. The 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 one that's actually that hasn't been uh, dyed yet. That little oh, trapper case. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh. Nope. I, I, it's probably it's, oh, it's up there, there on the is. table. It's I just, it's just under. Oh, I, I was like I thought I put it on top. There you but go. If you um, like, well, this is more for you. But oh. if you feel um, if you grab grab a hunk of that that big piece of leather on the bottom there it's that so that's the leather that i used that right there so that's the leather i used for this now this is after casing it and curing it Uh uh-huh you see how the difference oh yeah it's like actually holds its form yeah so that one's been formed now what do you what Um, do you what do you cure it with so i did that hasn't been cured yet that's only been cased which is essentially it's been shaped with warm water Okay. To maintain its its shape, once it dries out, it dries at a much more um, stout. Um, because the ve- the veg tan leather has a certain amount of oils in it still. Okay. Which kind of that's where you get your flexibility and stuff like that. Interesting. So, um, like if you were you could te- quite technically with a veg tan leather, if you wanted to maintain that natural, um, just plain leather look. You could quite honestly just coat this in Neat's foot oil and moved on with your life. Yeah, um, it would have to be done religiously because it's not going to stay. Yeah, um, but it would, it would, it would do. You, the leather wouldn't, it wouldn't dry out over time. Um, but you would dye it to cure it, dye okay. it, and then usually use like a resoline over it, which gives it a little bit of a sheen. <laughs> uh, but this, I won't be. I kind of did this backwards because that was should not have been cased yet mm-hmm. but i was trying to figure out exactly what size i needed um to wrap around the uh to actually form to the knife mm-hmm. and so i just went ahead and did it because i still have to uh, go now which i've made the process harder on myself i now have to line the back of that which is much easier if it's flat because you have to pressure it so i have to find now a way to keep pressure on that why it's at such weird angles now yeah so that that ought to be um interesting sounds like a predicament yeah i mean i I thought about i thought about that after the fact yeah um because usually like on the patterns that i've already created uh i know what the pattern is but this is one that i hadn't really done anything like that before and so i wasn't sure how the pattern would okay would pan out so i had to kind of create the pattern and then once i created the pattern i just felt like it was a little off so i went ahead and decided to you know go against all good judgment and just go ahead and take a piece of leather and make, make the pattern. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to, uh, to damage anything in the process, which I, I did it in, uh, in two ghosts. Mm-hmm. So I did have one oopsie. Um, uh, and I don't know that it was an oopsie. It just, I didn't like the look of it. And so I decided it was going to be a, uh, a scrapped, uh, piece. And so then I came up with that and I thought this is great. Okay. Um, cool. So yeah, that is uh, that's what I've been doing. And then we, then we had the wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the wallet that he made is the wallet cool. was super. Uh, it, it, I will be. I will be. I am my worst critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think it looked amazing. I thought it looked. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It was. It was passable. Passable. It was a good cowboy wallet, if you want to call it that. Uh, but after going through that process and figuring out that I don't like it. I think we're going to use a totally different design altogether. Okay. Um, I wasn't, 
wasn't impressed, but the person who was buying it was fine with it. They, okay. That's what they wanted. Well, so um, if they were fine with it, I was fine with it. Right, but right, right. I do not. That's not going to go in our production. Sure, sure. Um, that was a nice little prototype. If somebody wants me to do that again, I will gladly do it. I wasn't impressed with the quality. So if they want me, it, then you'll make it for them. But it's not what you're going to go with. Yeah, I'm not going to put I that on the it. site. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we will probably it'll be on my it'll be in my site on the leather crafting page mm-hmm. you know, for people to view as an option. Yeah. But it won't be something that you can just like scroll down and i'm gonna keep 10 of them in stock and just send them off when somebody orders that's yeah, not gonna yeah, happen yeah. um but the one that the one that i did find that i like much better and i think it'll be a little more cool i'll have to do some tweaking uh, because it wasn't designed as a rfid blocking wallet and so i'm gonna have to do just a a little bit of tweaking to mm-hmm. to make that happen but it yeah. shouldn't be it shouldn't be much of a problem okay so anyway, well, I we are running out of time for this section, so we're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, we are we back. We are back. Yes, indeed. Or at least that's what they tell us. Yeah, that's what we are led to believe. That's what y'all are led to believe. The truth is, we never left. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We say we're back. We're back on the air. We we're are live. On air. We, well, live, we've, live we've in a sense. Reclicked the uh, the record button. Yeah, we've started again. We've stopped decording and started recording. This is which this is true. assumes that we uh, corded to begin with. So there you go. <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts I had just came up. I'm sure you did. I hope our listeners are still with that us. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we lost everybody. We... Yeah, anyway. Start over. That's my bad. I'm sorry. My coworker keeps using that over and over and over and ever, ever, ever again. Anytime it's not like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. It always starts with, oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Which I use my bad a lot too. I say like, I kinda, oh, that's I my hate bad. That phrase. But he uses that over and over and over to the point that I've noticed it, which is saying something. Ah, uh, yes, I. Mm, mm. But uh, anyway, there's certain phrases that I have said for years, and I have been called out on them in the last couple of years. And it's really hard to unsay things that you've been saying for so many years. And it's even harder when somebody points it out. But no, then you know you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then to make matters worse, you know it now sounds stupid. Like you've thought about it now. Yeah. What was that? And see, I, I know it when I when I say it. And now that I'm trying to think of it, it's uh, it's probably not going to come to me. Um, what? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> The the phrase that I that I, I and I I haven't used it in a long time because I kind of cut it out of my voc. Uh, do what? Do what? Do what? I've, I've when somebody so many says people... something and I say do what? Yeah. And and I had a manager one time. He called me out hard in front of like all of everyone, Dang. and he was like, "Brig, I didn't tell you to do anything." I was like, Kevin. Be nice, buddy. <laughs> that wow. was that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you you could just say, "I'm sorry, I didn't hear you," or "Could you repeat that?" or anything, but do what? Yeah, you know. Uh, he was like, "That is the most gangster thug thing I have heard," and it comes out of your mouth at least three do times. Do what? 
Yeah. Every time we have a conversation. Well, um, uh, Kev, come on. Our friend Evan, he says, do what now? Not like that, obviously, but it's always do what now? Do what now? Yeah. Do what now? And it's not just do what, because you're right. Do what is definitely a thing. A lot of people are like, do what? But he's like, do what now? I've heard that too. And if you're just like talking to him and he doesn't understand something, he's like, do what now? And I'm just like, what does that even mean? I didn't ask you to do anything. Yeah. I mean, he's saying the same thing you're saying. He just adds a now to the end of it. Yeah. So it and so a little bit less aggressive, maybe, or a little bit less. Uh, what's the word? But now whenever I say like when somebody says something, I go do what? You know, it's, it's like, oh, God, oh, no, no. there I go again. Ah. You know? But yeah, no, that's that's my personal experience with finding out that you can say some really, really dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah, trust me, I know it. What's even worse? And I've been is saying when, it for years, and yeah. I—that's the first time I ever got like called out in such a way that it was like now every time I say it, I'm immediately thinking how just goofy it sounds. Well, I have to be careful because I'll tell my wife that she says something. I'll point out something, some aspect about her that she says all the time. Or she does this in reaction to that, whatever. And uh, I pointed something out. Uh, what was it? It was, um, oh, I love this song. Because we'll be listening to the radio. And, you know, we'd be just listening to country music. Because uh-huh. that's what she likes to listen to. She likes to listen to country music. And mind you, I hated country music growing up. Oh, I hated it with a passion. 99.9 uh, Kiss Country. I could have blown up that channel and the people on it and i would have been happy um just because you know every time people got on every time i turned to that channel it was the stereotypical country music that you heard something about a pickup truck tight jeans um a girl in tight jeans uh you know my guitar and it was just just like the complete classic cliche like country words that i kept hearing and i literally one time i was like you know maybe 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 i won't hear those things and i turned it on to 99 you know point nine kiss country and all i heard was like you know and then i was driving down the road in my pickup truck and my girl with her tight jeans on so it wasn't like that exactly but it's similar to that i was just like no but anyway you know my wife loves country music and so i've actually started listening to some country now and i actually really appreciate it and something we like to do is listen to country music now and I've just become a little bit more picky. You know, it's now now I do like country music, but I'm very picky about it. Now, there's some that I'll just be like, I do not like that one at all. And my wife is like, what? But anyway, um, she would always like, she would she knows all of them. If there's 10,000 country songs, she knows all of them and the lyrics for all of them. If she doesn't know the lyrics, it's because she doesn't like that one and she doesn't care to learn them. <laughs> you know, but if she does know the lyrics, it's because she does like it. Mind you, this is most of the country songs. And she's listened to it 10 bajillion times. And so she just knows the lyrics. And so just the first notes that come over the radio and she's like, oh, I love this one. I love this song. And she would always say that. And eventually, you know, the radio, you know, another song came on the radio and in a kind of high pitched voice, they go, oh, I love this song. And Juliana heard that and she was like, Oh, I do say that, don't I? All the time. I was like, yeah, you do. You say that every single time. Okay, well, now she's self-conscious about it. And the next couple of times, she doesn't ever say that again. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. 
But then later she was like, well, you said that you, you know, I always say I love this one and maybe it was annoying you or something. I was like, no, 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 no. That is not what I said. Please say I love this one. It is so cute and it, <laughs> it you know, brings back good memories for me and both of us. And, you know, I, I didn't point it out so that you'd stop doing it. I'm just simply saying that you'd say it. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a couple other things, but uh, anyway, yeah. It's funny when you point something out, some people take that as I should stop saying it. Right. Which is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying cases, you do say it. There's a reason why it was pointed out. Right, right. Um, you know, like in the case of, of Kevin, do what, you know, he was tired of hearing it every time we had a yeah, conversation. Yeah. You know, I'd turn around and do what? I didn't hear him or something, you know, or my brain's still processing whatever he was telling me. Yeah. You know? Um, With dad, he would always, if we, if he would pick up on the stuff that we were saying, like if it was cool kid talk, which mind you, our, our cool kid talk came like 10 years after it was already done being a fad, you know, or that's so last year or whatever. But we'd eventually pick up on it. And, uh, you know, anytime dad picked up on it, because we were saying it, whatever, he would always really, really enjoy it. He's like, this is cool. I'm talking like my kids. It's my personal way of just really <laughs> loving them and communicating and, you know, being on the same level with them. He just really loved that. And I love that, too. But the thing is, is that dad will take it to such an extreme that it past a certain point, you're just like, I, I'm done saying that. I'm really done. Dad's just taking it too far. It's not fun anymore. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a point where it's just too far. And, uh, he would do that, you know, with a lot of things. And so eventually he's just like, all right, well, I love that about dad, but at the same time that, that just got old real quick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, it's like now, anytime we say something, you know, that's slightly negative, dad would say, Oh, what is it? Y'all say now? that sucks bro <laughs> <You know? laughs> that sucks bro and i just think that's hilarious i think that's hilarious too i think it's great so i love saying that with that <laughs> but he has gotten to the point where it's it's like you know everything is that sucks bro and i'm like okay well all right get it dad you know <laughs> but uh anyway we're not talking about things that uh you know uh we're not you suck, bro. We're like actually talking about prayer today. So you want to you want to start us off there, Brig? <laughs> I've been praying. What a time. segue! What a segue! I don't even know how we got where we got. You know what? It's just the natural flow of conversation. It's just like we would always. Uh, you rem do you remember Allison uh, Biggers? Yeah, Mount yeah, Tarver. Tarver. Yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, we knew her when we were really little, and she was like a cool teenager. Like, yes, she was so cool. But uh, we would always have these long, deep conversations with her, and the conversation would just constantly change. And then eventually, one of us would be like, "How did we get here? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy! We weren't even talking about this before." And she would always just say, <laughs> "It's just the natural flow and progression of conversation. It's supposed to happen, and it's a good thing." And I was like, "Well, thank you. Somebody needed to say that." So anyway, there you go. Little, but yeah, we were we were talking wisdom. about prayer. Prayer, yes. So um, I'm gonna say it the way I did before. So prayer occurs 114 times in 106 verses in the ESV. See, now that, now that you know that, yeah, 
you can use that as like one of those random one of those random factoids yeah th- that just make me look so well no i was smart. i was gonna say hueisms oh there you okay use well. that as one of your all right, lost its luster <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bible nerd now <laughs> <laughs> that's what i call like all these facts is it's a hueism yeah yeah um but i, I had to explain that to Alyssa one day and she was like Oh, yes, we, we we all have that friend, and he is, my goodness, incredibly an, an incredible good friend. But he does know a lot about stuff that he'll talk your ear off for hours, and he can't tell whether you're enjoying it or not. So he'll sit no. there watching you gasping for a breath and dying on the floor, and continue talking about the same subject <laughs> for a couple more days. And what's what's really bad is I'm I'm in the I've been around long enough that I hear the same ones yeah 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 but eventually you just start praying and praying and praying god please please change the subject um, you know (laughs) i remember the first time that uh ali met hugh she didn't realize that i was trying to get away Mm. and so she came out and i was hoping she was gonna save me and she goes oh y'all are having a good time and then shuts the door and i'm going no, that was not what you were supposed to draw from that. No, no, this is not what's happening. I need help. Yes, please. And I think randomly one of one of y'all came up and like ended up like it was like a relay. We just there needs to be there needs to be somebody else came in and I could remove myself. You need to have Alyssa teach you very clearly in sign language how to say, um, oh, I don't know, help me, I'm dying or. You know, like tell me to get something. Well, this would be this would be help. Yeah, help me. How, how do you say? You know, uh, tell me. You tell me to get you something. You know, would be tell me to get you. I don't know what something is. Blah he blah lost blah. Me. He lost me at something. Just wiggle your fingers real good, yeah. and it'll work. But anyway, um, help is a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that way, you know, if you're dying in a conversation with somebody who won't shut up, you know, um, despite your best grimaces, um, then maybe you could tell Alyssa to tell you to tell you something, to tell you to get something. And then, you know, she'll be like, you know, oh, honey, could you go get me a drink or something like that? And you'll be like, yes, I'd love to, my dear. And then you can go off and do that. And then you're done with that conversation. (laughs) Can be your little savior but anyway we had, so uh, when i worked at uh I, I loved it we only it only it was a marion when i was working in marion as as a salesman we had uh, whenever you a manager saw you actively struggling to get away from a customer uh and a lot of times these silly conversations would happen where it's either about we're about to close or yeah. something or i'm not getting to get out there to a customer who needs help <laughs> there was always you know brig you have a call on line nine it was always like you know i have to go get that thank you very much you know and then run off and there was no phone call there wasn't <laughs> even a line nine it was an act it was it was all like it was it was our what was it you have a you rescue. have a, a call for brig on uh, line nine and three quarters <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever you're in line nine it gave you a reason like the customer actively heard that so it's like you know i need to go take that and go, oh yeah 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 they understand and they, they understand and then they leave and you just walk in and go thank ah. you i need more coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
but uh that is again not what we're talking we're talking about prayer. no no so basically what i was saying before 114 times and 106 verses i said that because i'm reading literally right off my screen which is you know the blue letter bible pulled up and brig was just like wow and i, I found the a, fact that you knew that is impressive yeah it was because you said it so fluidly. i just said it so there not was, not even matter of factly, just like it was fluid, naturally, it was, yeah. And fluidly, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Brig was like, "Wow, that was impressive, Stuart." And I was like, "Well, I mean, it says right here in the blue letter." And Brig was like, "Oh, I, <laughs> I was like, how do you know I that was know. I I, know. that was good?" So apparently, because I just looked up these facts about prayer, because I figured that's a good place to start. I like, little, yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead and start factoids? There. Um, but apparently, there are. 650 prayers listed in the Bible. Listed in the Bible. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Here is the entire uh, list and where they can be found. Uh, you wouldn't mind pulling that up real quick, would you? Uh, No, we can't find them. Oh, well, <laughs> never mind. All right. Sorry. We lose. <laughs> we lose. Oh my goodness. Well, there you go. All the prayers of the Bible. Wow. Somebody. Uh... Prayer in the Old Testament. Oh my goodness. So now I guess here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question. So, so for the sake that this is an option, I am totally, totally going to put this on my desktop. Oh, sweet. How cool is that? So let me do this real quick, just because I'm going to do this real quick. Prayer. So I just pulled up on the Googles. Really, I should pull up. Hold on. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right we'll be back. Right back. When back. We're back, yes. Okay, so prayer. I just looked up in the Webster Dictionary 1828, which, by the way, The real dictionary. By the way, y'all, yeah, this is great. Sorry. I love this because it's, it's the 1828, so it's... Followed by you well, can only shoot, listen. son. This is almost it's almost two hundred years old. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. She's I mean, old. in about it's what one hundred and ninety five, one hundred and ninety four, one hundred ninety four years old. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Wow. Anyway, it's an old dictionary, and so you get what the word used to mean versus what people use it for now, and that's important. Very important because it's where our word obviously comes from. So if we look at prayer in there, it's going to mean as much, if not more, than it means now. Okay, it's going to have a deeper meaning. And I actually, you know, I looked up, uh, what was the word? Uh, Jealous. I looked up jealous in the modern dictionary or a modern dictionary. You could just look it up on Google and it'll pull up some sort of rando dictionary. And you can find a definition for jealous, and it does a decent job. But when you look it up in the Webster's 1828 online dictionary that's free, ladies and gentlemen, they are not endorsing this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it you know, I think it gives a much better definition, a much more workable, usable, understandable. It's like what I was looking for, a lot more deep. But anyway, there you go. Noah Webster, interesting guy. So, prayer. <laughs> Noun, in a general sense, the act of asking for a favor and particularly with earnestness. So when you say, I pray thee, tell, you're asking a favor and particularly with 
earnestness. So it's not just like, hey, man, I need you to do something. But I pray thee, fellow, do this for me. So it continues on. One, in worship, a solemn address to the supreme being consisting of adoration or an expression of our sense of God's glorious perfections, confession of our sins, supplication for mercy and forgiveness, intercession for blessing on others, and thanksgiving, or an expression of gratitude to God for his mercies and benefits. A prayer, however, may consist of a single petition, and it may be extemporaneous, written, or printed. Two, a formula of church service or of worship, public or private. Three, practice of supplication, as he is famed for mildness, peace, and prayer. Four, the part of a memorial or petition to a public body which specifies the request or thing desired to be done or granted as distinct from the recital of facts or reasons for the grant. We say the prayer of the petition is that the petitioner may be discharged from arrest. Anyway, so prayer, that is prayer. That is a fantastic round definition of prayer. And I just about stabbed myself with this uh, golf tee over here because I had it stuck uh, point up and then I slapped the table without looking at it. It missed my hand and my fingers, but just about scared me. (laughs) But anyway, I'm I'm sitting here. It's a red golf tee, by the way. So it'll blend into the golf tee, but maybe not the table. But uh, I'm setting that over here so I don't stab myself. Just reach over and grab your belt. That way, that way, you've got a little bit of you know battle wounds that I can die. There the you go. There you go. Um. But anyway, yeah. So that is prayer, y'all. We pray to everything, uh, everybody. Um. So if it is in in a general sense, the ask act of asking for a favor, and particularly with earnestness, it could indeed be you are sitting in your car on a cold day praying that it will start praying to the car that it will start i'm asking you a bit of favor please i pray thee auto start for me <laughs> auto you know you got to get to work it's cold you want to turn on the heat uh, and it's not doing that maybe and so you are asking a bit of favor with particular earnestness <laughs> um and uh, so anyway, this first one here, this first definition of prayer. Which is funny. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, go no. for it. Boom. Pause. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a really good, that, that, that definition specifically, because there was like a multitude that you gave. Sure. Um, yeah, and there yeah. always is with a definition. But that definition fits what Christ did on the cross mm-hmm. the best. Because yeah. what did, I mean, Christ is God. So yeah. That's like saying I'm praying to myself. But if you look at it in that sense and not the sense that we most think of it, it was literally him asking a favor from the father. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, don't don't let this happen if there's any other way kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so so if you look at it like that. It's a little bit it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, side note. Uh, according to this, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say according to this, Go because I don't have firsthand I didn't count, oh. but um, apparently Jesus during his earthly ministry was recorded praying 25 times. That's a lot, which is interesting because, well, let's let's talk about that aspect of prayer there. So 
Prayer is, in the first definition here, in worship, a solemn address to the supreme being. The supreme being? Okay, now it goes on there, consisting of adoration, expressing of God's glorious perfections, confession of sins. Basically, what you're doing is you're talking to God. You are addressing a solemn, a solemn address to the supreme being. Uh, in our case, the supreme being, God. Uh, Jehovah, you know, uh, if you're a Muslim, then you'll probably say a prayer to Allah. You know, if you're, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if, I guess if you're an atheist, you'll say a prayer to nothing, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, so you're addressing a supreme being, but if you look at Jesus, Jesus is God. He is the supreme being, but. We see him praying so many times in the Bible. So 25. Are, yeah, 25 times. So what are we to take from that? Well, God lived a perfect human life, right? So, I mean, Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect human life. And so in order to live a perfect human life, he had to do everything that we are supposed to do, yet but perfectly. And so he had to pray also so when jesus prays he is humanly asking god aka himself which he always prays to the father okay um and the father is just a different aspect of himself uh which is it's weird it's 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 separate but it's the same it's three in one. It's hard to understand, and we can't really comprehend or understand it, but that's just the best that we've got. Um, but yet, he is God, but yet he is praying to the Father and himself. So, you know, that's just something that you have to wrap your mind around. But he does it for several reasons. First and foremost, I think he does it... Um, to give us an example of how weird it is. I was about to say that, yeah. Well, he actually gives us the Lord's Prayer. He says, this is how you are to pray. And if you if you, if you you read <coughs> the Lord's Prayer, it is a... Um, it is a perfect example of how we are to pray, yes, but it also is a formula, a perfect formula for how are we, for how we are to pray because the Lord's Prayer has every aspect of a perfect biblical prayer. In fact, I'm going to look that up right now, just a second. Yeah, I've got... Because that's the, got kind of the ultimate Bible prayer. Yeah, it really is. Um, and here I just stumbled across the nine different types of prayer. Yeah. So, mind you, we all know the Lord's Prayer, and if you're not a Christian, hopefully one day you'll learn it. Um, but it's one of those things that you definitely learn when you're little. If you're a Christian, generally your parents will teach it to you when you're little or you'll learn it in Sunday school or in church in general. And most churches, I say most, I don't actually know. That's just a guess. They I kind of hope it's true. They should. But, they don't, but they should. You know, I would say a good to decent church anyway um, generally has the Lord's Prayer during part of the service. You know, Martin didn't have that as part of our service until I... Brought it up to him multiple times. I finally got to the point where I was like, I need you to start doing this because yeah. that is that's important for everyone to hear every Sunday. Yeah. And he finally put it. I guess. Are y'all still doing that? I'm as far as we know. We use it all the time. OK. Yeah. 
But I noticed that it wasn't a thing when we were doing all of our, uh, when we were meeting pretty frequently. Yeah. Was... And, and so that's the big question because are we to be praying it word for word exactly the way Jesus gave us? That is a perfectly rational thing to do. Or is Jesus giving us a formula for prayer that we are to follow? And so either way is a correct answer, honestly. And both ways are a correct answer. Um, and so it's um, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And if you look at that, it's the perfect. Is that the NIV? Um, This is actually taken from the Anglican Book of Common Press, 1662. So that's the old one. Ooh, ooh. Huh. Yeah. Transgressions um, usually wasn't used. That's so it, That's, that's what it says right here anyway. But anyway. Oh, I believe it. I'm just. Yeah. Um, but. So this is the perfect formula for prayer because it has everything in it. It says, our Father, who are we talking to? We're talking to God. We're talking to, we're acknowledging that he is our heavenly Father, which art in heaven. He's saying, you know, we, you, know you are in heaven. You're, you're our Father and you're in heaven. So you're our heavenly Father, right? Hallowed be thy Imagine name. That. So we are, we are saying who we're praying to. We're acknowledging who he is. And we are giving him praise and adoration for being who he is. Hallowed be thy name. Okay. Thy kingdom come. We're telling him, please bring your kingdom here on earth. You know, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We're saying, we're acknowledging that we, we want your will to be done. Not ours, dear Lord, but your will to be done. Because obviously your will is perfect. And that's kind of a prayer to conform our will to God's will, okay, uh, give us this day our daily bread. We're not asking for a lot. We're not asking for a Rolls Royce. We're not asking for a new guitar, though I wouldn't put it past us. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, we're not asking for um, a million billion dollars or, you know, um, uh, or the Chinese buffet. We're asking for enough to get by. Okay, so it's it's very humble. It's humbleness. We're asking for enough to get by. And, you know, God never promises that he'll give us, you know, uh, vast treasure troves of good things here on earth, but he does promise us that he'll give us enough. And so that's what we're asking for. And that's, again, conforming our will to God's will. We're asking for our daily bread, enough food to get by this day. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. Okay, so we're, you know, um, we've moved on. So we've moved on from acknowledging who God is and telling him how great he is and wishing that his will would be done. We've moved on from focusing primarily on God to focusing on us, okay? So we've we've gone from God, we praise you, we love you, you're our Father, um, everything you do is great, and we want you to keep doing what you're doing, to now we're looking at us. So God first, us second, that's the way it should be, okay? But now we are looking at us, and we're saying, give us a day, our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those 
uh, them that trespass against us. And so we're saying, forgive us, Lord, our sins. We acknowledge that we have done sin. And we're asking that um, God would forgive us our trespasses and that we would forgive others who are trespassing against us. So we mm-hmm. ask God, forgive us our sins against you. And we're praying that we would forgive others who sin against us. Mm-hmm. So that's very powerful and very humble. And again, it is asking enough, you know, uh, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. So he's saying, um, uh, please, we don't, we do not want to be tempted by things. We don't want to be in temptation. Um, and deliver us from evil. Now, God doesn't say that he won't tempt us with certain things, but he does say that I give you enough that you can get by it. And so we're asking for that. Don't lead us into temptation. If you give us a trial, we pray that you would give us enough to get through it, mm-hmm. but we don't really want that trial. And that's the same thing. It's reflected when Jesus you know, is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's praying, and what does he say? He's like, God, please take this burden from me. I don't want to go up on the cross and die, but not my will, Lord, but your will. And so basically he's saying, I know I have to do this and I'm going to do this, but my body really did not want to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, that is uh, being reflected here when we say, uh, deli- you know, lead us not to temptation. You know, we don't want to be tempted by evil things, but if we are tempted by evil things, we ask you that you will get us past it where he says, deliver us from evil. Okay, and I'm not saying that Jesus was tempted by evil things, but he was certainly put in the presence of a lot of evil and overcame it. Um, But anyway, then it ends with, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we're acknowledging that uh, it's God's kingdom, it's God's power, and it's for God's glory that we pray these things. And uh, forever and ever. So, you know, that's kind of the uh, a perfect formula for prayer. If you follow that, you will do great. You acknowledge God. You ask for the, you know, uh, you, you acknowledge God. You, um, you praise his holy name. Okay. You ask him to conform our will to his will. We ask for enough to get by our day, enough food, enough sustenance to get by our day. You know, we ask to be right with God and that others would be right with us. Okay. We ask to stay away from evil and temptation, but give us enough to get through it when it comes. We And uh, we acknowledge that it's God's kingdom that we're part of. It's God's power that we're, we're acknowledging. It's God's glory that we're dwelling in. And this 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 system of government lasts forever and ever and ever. Amen. Okay. And this is the prayer that Jesus gave us. So if we reflect this prayer whenever we talk to God, we're doing good. That's what God wants us to do, mainly because God gave us this prayer. What 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 are some other things that you think about when you think about the Lord's Prayer, Brig? What are some things you like to pull from it or dwell on or? Well, I think the biggest thing I've always thought about is it's an example directly from Christ. Yes. You know. um, Yeah, that's huge. There's a lot of. Something that I think about a lot is especially directly relating to that is 
Jesus was very well known for speaking in parables. Yeah. Um, some people understood, some people didn't. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is not one of those. Mm-hmm. This is very, I want everyone to understand. So clearly he had this capability. Yeah. You know, this wasn't something that he just had to speak like that. No, he, he knew what he was doing. And the fact that he made that so broad spectrum to where everyone can easily understand that means that that is, you know, that's good fruit for everyone. Yeah. Um, but as you know, everything, you know, a, everything to do with the Lord's prayer is an example to be set. Yeah. You know, um, from how you should address God to the actual forgiveness, you know, of, of another person, uh, in, in the same way that you can ask that from God. Yeah. That's, you know, that is huge because we, we fail all the time. I, I fail at that one. You know, we, we all are, um, part of that parable jeez yeah you know but but that's kind of an unveiling of what we should do and it's a reminder for us yeah and i think the fact that um you know that was his his kind of last the last supper you know it's kind of like a last stand you know Mm -hmm. this is your last moment to bring the people that he needed to hear that together and be able to actually get that point across You know, we're we're done. We're not going to speak in parables. We're not. We're just going to lay this out as you know, two by four, slap you in the face as you can get it. And that still sets the example of how we should be doing that as Christians. We should be going forward and giving people that example, um, that message, and be able to teach people how to pray. Yeah. Because we're called to pray, whether we. Whether we like that aspect or not, we are called to pray. Yeah, so let's look at some reasons that we have to pray. So first off, Jesus shows us how to pray. Right. Okay, and he does. He prays himself 25 right. times recorded in Scripture, which is really cool. Okay, and you said yourself, like, uh, uh, if you want to look at that that uh, um, uh, that area over there where you're saying there's what, 650 recorded prayers in Scripture? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. And so if we think about prayer, you know, what is prayer? But again, a solemn address to the supreme being. It's talking to God. When you pray, you are talking Mm -hmm. to God, hopefully in a a sincere way, because that's always how we should be talking to God. Right. You know, but uh, Jesus gives us a good example of prayer. He prays himself. He is God. So God is showing us how to pray. He gives us a good formula, but um, one thing that you find in his prayer and that is very important in prayer is conforming our will to God's will. So there's a lot of different things that we pray for, um, but the first thing that we should be praying for is conforming our will to God's will. Um, Now, I've heard a couple of guys before say, you know, Christians, say that when you pray, you should be praying with all of your, you know, your heart and mind and everything involved. You should be like on your knees. You know, your your every thought and focus should be on God when you pray. And so um, the guy I'm thinking about in particular, um, 
was like, you know, when you pray, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about other things. That's why you close your eyes when you pray so that you are so utterly focused on God, you give God all the attention that you can possibly give him and you won't be distracted by, you know, terrible little worldly things and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? I I think that's very valid. Yeah. I think that there's some good things to that, but I don't know if it's entirely biblical, and here's why. Um, we're told to pray without ceasing. Um, and uh, Well, one thing that's not actually biblical, I don't think we're ever called to close our eyes when we pray. That's something that we generally do, and it's a reverence factor. But I can is. also I can also go back to you know the what the person that you're referencing, you know, mm-hmm. giving all your attention to God. Um, there's no proof of this, but it's probably likely that when Jesus, you know, was praying so fervently in the garden and bust the the actual blood vessels in his face, that he was probably giving all of his energy to God. Yeah, it's you definitely know? So, a I sign mean, of I, focus. I think, yeah. I think it, it, there are times for that. Yeah. Uh, do I think that that's the only way you can pray? No. But I think there are times where you do have to absolutely give all of your attention to God um, for whatever reason. Yeah, you know? for sure. So let, let's let's look at this. I just found this site that's got a bunch of verses I'm praying. And so uh, it says, uh, this is Psalm 116 too, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I shall call upon him as long as I live. Okay, so when we call upon God, that is a prayer. If you yell out, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. You're talking to the supreme being. You're praying, buddy. You know, that's what you're doing. You know, there's there's a reason that we're taught how to pray. is because we should be taught how to talk to God, you know. Right. And you can be praying wrong if you're not doing that, if you're doing it irreverently or, you know, um, saying dirty things about God or whatever. You know, there's a way to pray, and that's the reason why God gives a good mm-hmm. formula. But in Luke 18, 1, it says, Now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. Uh, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Okay. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, it says, Pray without ceasing. Then Ephesians 6, 18, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Okay, and then uh, Ephesians, yeah. Okay, and then First Samuel's. Let's see, uh, seven, eight. Let the sons of Israel. Then the sons of Israel said to Samuel, "Do not cease to cry to the Lord for uh, our God for us, that He may save us from the hand of the Philistines." Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for for to you I cry all day long. Let's see. Uh, Okay, so basically what I'm saying here is that, uh, yes, our focus is to be on God, but when it says pray without ceasing, uh, I take that very literally. And I don't think that you have to have your mind and attention 100% on God when you're praying. Because if we're called to pray without ceasing, that means that your life, your life, your, you know, everything that you do during the day should be, you know, uh, in prayer. You know, I, I, I talk to God all the time. And one of the times that I like to talk to him the most is when I'm in the car, just because 
it's time to myself. I'm not doing anything else. And so I pray a lot of times then. And uh, if, if you think about, you know, somebody sitting right next to you in the car, you can still give them your attention while driving a car. You don't have to be necessarily looking at them. Um, and so, you know, this guy I was talking to about before, I was like, man, I like to pray in the car. And he thought that that was just a terrible, awful, horrible, rancid idea. And his reason is because if you're driving a car, how can you possibly be giving God enough attention? I'm thinking, well, I mean, we're called to pray without ceasing. So how do you do that? You know, when you get up in the morning and eat your eat your or your uh, Cheerios, you know, are you you praying with every bite? You know, when you uh, um. You know, are, is your fo- is your focus completely and totally on God with every single bite that you take? I mean, no, I don't think that's possible, um, and I don't think that God calls us to do that. Um, and you know, when you live your daily life, just you know, talking and communicating with somebody, you know, our attention doesn't have to be a hundred percent on them to the point where we're closing our eyes, you know, just to have better, you know, uh, focus on them. Yeah. Uh, I think we can, we can pray in every day in, in, you know, in what we're doing every day. Now that doesn't mean that there's something, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm throwing aside the idea of getting on your knees, putting your hands together and bowing before a heavenly father and, you know, asking, um, asking him of things. And I do that also, but I think we're called to, again, pray without ceasing and pray at all times in the spirit, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, and you know, and so that, that's, that's, that's my thoughts. What do you think about that? I agree. <clears throat> I think it should be, you know, continue a process to the point where there's not a point where you have to actually think about, well, have I prayed today? Yeah. You know, uh, but we're going to take a break right there and we will be be right right back. back. All right. We are back. Yes, we are indeed back. I know y'all were just praying. We were going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not praying that we'll be over soon, but we will be. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to, you know, so what, 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 what do we get out of prayer? So obviously we're called to do it. So God tells us to pray over and over and over again. Well, we get a closer relationship with God. That's right, yeah. You know, um, a lot of people may think of it as one-sided communication, but it's really not. You know, it is is us getting a little bit closer to God and God being able to, in turn, show us His will, His ways. Um, You know, I think it was, what, it was Isaiah... um, yeah, I think it was Isaiah, you know, your ways are higher than my ways, yeah. your thoughts are higher, higher than, than my, my thoughts, thoughts yes. you know, so it's it's one of those things, it's it's a way for us to be able to connect with God on a higher level, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's why not only are we called to do it, but that's why it's something that we should do all the time, it shouldn't be something yeah. that, you know, you're, you're a, a part-time prayer, yeah, um, now I, I'll get, I, you know, I, I used to say what parachute Christians, you know, mm-hmm. you start praying and ask God for things when you're when you're falling out of the plane. But you know, when you're when you're sitting in your seat and you're fine, you never worry about God at all. Yeah. Um, and that's not the way we should live. And I think, you know, part of 
us praying is keeping us in that connected state with God so that we we do realize and continue to realize, you know, of course we do realize, but we will be able to continue and regularly realize that we do need God. Yeah. You know, because um, you can slip into this this void to where you can convince yourself that you don't need God and you're great and everything's fine. Um, and maybe not to that level, but that that kind of thought process is not hard to do, as sad as it is. Yeah. It's not hard to slip into that, I'm okay today, and I don't think I need to pray. It's it's not that difficult to convince yourself of that, even accidentally. Yeah. Um, I, I know people who who literally I could not think of as a better example of someone to follow who have openly told me, yeah, you know, I've gone stretches in my life where I just haven't prayed at all, and I'm going, how do you That's do that? Like, what, 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 were, I can what were your feel thoughts myself, there? I can feel myself moving away from yeah. God when I don't. And you me. do. And then that means that you have done it enough that it is a close, really you, like you, it's a close deal for you. Whereas some people, it, it's easy to fall into that void because you haven't built that. You haven't built that connection. You know, I, my mom used to say, and, and you can look it up. It is, it is accurate, but uh, 21 days builds a habit. Mm-hmm. If you can do something for 21 days, you will do it without thinking about it. Yeah. And that's really what prayer has to become. It has to become habitual. It has to become something that you do all the time to the point where you don't realize you're doing it. Yeah. Like when you're walking to your car in a cold morning and you start just talking to God, that is that praying without ceasing. Yeah. You know, whether it be, you know, Lord, I hope there's no, you know, patches of ice that I have to walk through and slip on. Yeah to get to my car that's part of that constant you know have that conversation you know you don't like Stuart was saying you don't have to be in a room by yourself um with you know a black bag over your head to go pray it's it's not like that um now do i think that there's sometimes where you should absolutely give all of your attention to prayer and god 100 i do believe that i do believe there's times where you know, obviously fasting is a thing to be able to need to pray to take everything out of the equation but God. So there are times where that's a big deal. But yeah. we can't negate the fact that we're called to do it on a daily basis. Um, you know, Paul did it. I think literally in every book, there's an example of Paul praying or talking about prayer. And this is someone who we knew had a longstanding relationship outside of God. Yeah. <laughs> There was like an anti-relationship. Yeah. So if if someone like that can build a habit to be able to be so on God's team, then us as, you know, practicing Christians, it, we should have no problem with this. Yeah, for sure. It for should sure. be just, uh, you Second know, nature. as, as well, easy I mean, as walking. You think know? about it. So our whole goal in life is to what? Create a relationship with, with God. Yeah. It's our means of salvation. You know, if we don't Absolutely. have a relationship with God, then... You know, how, how, how do we know anything in life, especially as a Christian, you know? Uh, you think you're going to go to heaven. Okay, are you going to get to heaven and God's going to go, hey, I know that guy, or is God going to go, who the oh, heck are boy. you? You know, and you'll be like, uh-oh. It's like, this one's not on the list. Right, right, right. You know, and so, um, you know, we're, we're supposed to be creating a relationship with God, and we should want that. I mean, he is our means of salvation. He is our only means of eternal life. And, you know, he, he, he promises us great things and he want, he is our heavenly father. We are his children. You know, we, what child wouldn't want 
a good, healthy relationship with his father, mm-hmm. you know, and even if you're just like, oh, I hate my daddy, you know, he was bad to me and this, that, and the other, you know, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, but, you know, I don't know what's going on in your personal life, but would you not want a good relationship with your father if you could have it? Wouldn't you want all those bad things to Absolutely. go away? And, you know, just because and there's something about him being your father that makes you want to know him, right? I don't know about you, but it's sure the way it is with me because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, talk about relationship. But anyway, um, but if you if you're having a relationship with somebody, you got to communicate. Okay, so how does God communicate with us? Some people, you know, like, you know, oh, God talked to me here, there, and the other. And I'm like, okay, well, are you sure about that? You know, well, uh, here's for certain, you know, God talks to us in the Bible. Okay, that is why it's called the Word of God, because that's God talking to us. Yes. And so us talking to God is just praying to Him. And so, um, you know, Anyway, when you when you're trying to have a relationship with somebody, you want to have an open communication. You know, um, you want to talk to them on a regular basis. You know, you want to get to know them. Think about your spouse. You know, if you're married, I'm married, so I talk to my wife all the time. If I stop talking to my wife, then she's gonna think that I do not love her anymore. I do not like her. I don't want a relationship with her. I'm uncaring. There's something wrong. There's something that she did. You know, she's going to make all of these crazy assumptions just because I didn't talk to her, right? And it could be like for a couple of days. Well, think about it. Whenever you're, um, you know, I know a, a couple of even successful marriages, you know, um, where earlier on in the marriage, you know, somebody will say something or do something and the wife or the spouse will be so upset that they don't talk to him for like three days, you know, which that's not a good thing, but, you know, you hear about that. It's like, okay, somebody did something bad enough that we're not talking to them for three days. What does that do? That hurts the relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, that means that there's something wrong if you're not talking, okay? Um, but all of that to say, if you care about somebody, if you love somebody, if you want to show your affection for somebody, then and, and you have a closed, you know, and you don't ever talk to them or communicate with them at all, there's a problem that's bad. And so if you think about it that way, when you think about God, if you pray to God, that is your communication with God. Mm-hmm. God's talking to you through his living word. He's already communicating with you. He's communicating with you through his, um, you know, this amazing world that he's built for us. He's made for us crafted with his own hands. You know, he's, he's, he's showing us all these beautiful things and giving us life and all this. And then, the fact that he wants to come and give us uh, everlasting salvation. I'm like, are you kidding me? Sure, I want a relationship with that guy. You know, and so he's talking to us all the time. And when we pray to God, when we talk to God, that is our communication with somebody that we should be having a deep, you know, uh, relationship with. And so that's your part, you know. Um, And so that's what you should be doing. So as far as, you know, what you get out of prayer, first off, we do know that God uses prayer to fulfill his will. You know, you may think, you're like, okay, so if God already knows all this stuff that I'm praying, then why the heck am I praying? Well, God will use the praying to fulfill his will. That's why God says in the Bible, you know, pray, you know, uh, talk to me, you know, hey, let's, let's, let's work this out, you know, talk to me, whatever, you know. 
Um, and he tells us to pray without ceasing, and it gives us confidence. It shows God that we're communicating with him. And even though he knows our prayer before we even say it, and that's talked about in Bible also, how God knows our thoughts before they even uttered from our lips. Um, God still uses that, okay, to fulfill his will. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't think that, you know, when you're when you're praying for somebody, it'd be like, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, well, praying, what good is that going to do? Okay, well, first off, if God wants something to be done, he's going to do it whether you like it or not, right? Yep. But when you ask, when you pray for somebody, that's better than calling the president, that's better than calling the police department, that's better than talking to somebody around them. You know, you're literally asking the, the supreme being, the God, the one that created everything, the only one that has any effect on anything. You know, he created everything. He knows what's going on, and you're praying to him. That's literally a power move. You're literally talking to the guy and saying, hey, this is on my heart. Can you help out? You know, and... You know, the, the only thing you have to remember is when you're talking to the Supreme Being is oftentimes he says no. But um, he either says yes, he says <coughs> no, or he says not yet, okay? And sometimes it's hard to distinguish that, but that all that to say, that's why God tells us to pray, you know? Um, and so God will fulfill his will through our prayers, okay? It's an open relationship with God. We're talking to God. And so you should be, you should have an open communication with somebody that you care about. And if you care about God, then you should be talking to him all the time. You know, I care about my wife. I love my wife. So I talk to her all the time, you know, and that's the way we should be with God. And uh, Jesus gives us examples of prayer called to pray. And so all that to say, pray often, pray regularly and pray without ceasing. Indeed. Yeah. Well, Stuart, do you want to pray for us? I think I can do that. Hey, do y'all want to y'all want to join me in praying to God? Let's let's go before the Lord in prayer. Great Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you. Uh you are the creator of all things. We pray that you would uh show your majesty in this podcast. We pray that you would uh bless this uh, podcast that Brig and I are doing, the Texans take, and I pray that all of our listeners would um, enjoy what they hear, that what they hear would be beneficial, and mainly that what they hear would praise your holy name, Lord. I pray that we would praise your holy name with this podcast, and I pray that you would uh, be with each and every one of our listeners, be with us, uh, put words on our mouth uh, to say uh, that are true and right, and that praise your holy name. And I pray, Lord, that you would uh, open the hearts of our listeners uh, when we preach your word and your gospel and that uh, it would um, spur their thoughts and uh, open their hearts to a mighty Lord that uh, desires a relationship with them. I pray, Lord, that we would praise your holy name through this podcast. Be with us this day and uh, teach us how to pray, Lord. Lord, you do teach us in your word. Uh, you, You give us the Lord's prayer. I pray that you would teach us the ins and outs of that prayer and um, how to bring our supplications before you, Lord. 
And for those out there that do not know how to pray, I pray that you would at least teach them your prayer, the Lord's Prayer, so that they may know how to pray. Um, It is a very simple prayer, Lord, but it is so very powerful, especially in that you gave it to us specifically. So I pray that uh, you would uh, be with us this day and the next. It is in Christ's name that we come before you and pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that, we say adios. adios.